Howdy ho, neighbors. Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast. This is episode 140 of the Finger Guns Podcast. We're very nearly at episode 150. That's a bit exciting. Are we going to do something? Probably not. But that's something to look forward to. My name is Roscoe. Hello. I am joined by Miles Thompson. Hello again, sir. Hello, buddy. How on earth are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Much better than yesterday. As I told you before, I was uh, not feeling too good on, uh, on the yesterday. So I'm glad to be feeling much better today. I'm glad you're feeling much better today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Goodness me. That sounds horrendous. We won't get into it because it it's grim. But uh, it, was, it was not a good time. It was no, not a good time. Not a good time. And of course, K to the A to the TKB. Hello, hello, hello. How on earth are you? I'm okay. I'm a little bit snotty, so I'm really, really sorry if I sound a bit like I'm on helium. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Not COVID. Nice. Probably just cold. Good, good. You guys are uh, struggling a bit. <laughs> yeah, this weekend's been fun. Because <laughs> people are pieces of shit, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So for everyone who isn't aware, we, myself and Miles went out on Saturday and we have a slight feeling that Miles picked up what was supposed to be my drink and um, we think it was spiked. That's cool. Because Miles took a very funny turn, was all of a sudden didn't know where he was, didn't know who he was, didn't know, well, he knew who he was, but he was just very, not like a drunk person, uh, very quickly and yeah, couldn't really hold him up. Couldn't really do much. Even the taxi driver said he doesn't look drunk. Even the taxi no. driver said it. Um, yeah, so I think people probably just thought they could get their way and we were just we were on a table but next to a dance floor and Miles has suffered for it for the last two days. So, uh, yeah, you're a piece of shit if that was you. Um, wouldn't sleep with you anyway. You would have to massively drug me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right, and then, okay. <laughs> and get my lazy ass to wherever you wanted to drug me to. Um, but yeah, the, the world sucks sometimes, man. Like, we're all just trying to have a good time. And, you know, mm. almost, you know how ugly must you be to think, oh, I'm just going to drop something in this girl's drink. Well, yeah. Well done, Mars, for taking one for the team there. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Thank you. Unknowingly. Proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Accidental night in Shining Armor. Yeah. Indeed. What can, I, what can I say? Yeah. How are you, Ross? How are, you, how are things? Better, I hope. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've had a good week. I've had a uh, very busy week, uh, which doesn't happen very often. And uh, yeah, things are uh, things are good. Things are good. Good. I've, I've had a mixture of good and bad games I've been playing this week. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, we'll Tell get, we'll get into it. that. Uh, well, let's get let's get into it right now. Let's talk about our games of the week. Miles, you seem very excited to talk about your game, so go for it. You go first. Please tell me you're being sarcastic with that. <laughs> Oh, you! I know you want to. I know you want to. Oh, God. So my game of the week is, I guess, my hated game of the week. It's kind of what you had a couple of weeks ago. Your game of the week was one that you really didn't like. And unfortunately, I'm in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So I recently reviewed a game called Black Wind. And if you've read my review on the website, you know I wasn't particularly a big fan of it. But it's the only one I can really talk about this week. So we're going to talk about it. So Blackwind is a mostly top-down, twin-stick, shooter, sci-fi type game where you play as like a teenage kid inside a mech suit. The premise of it sounds cool. You go around, you shoot shit in a giant mech suit, and you fire off missiles and use abilities and just run around blowing everything up. What, how could you get it wrong? Well, <laughs> lots of ways you could get it wrong. One is that you could have the voice actors barely give a shit about 
really trying to deliver anything remotely close to actual speaking. Like the bad person in the game, I can't like say any more than that without spoiling it. Not that it really matters, but the bad person in the game delivers their lines and he talks like this for every line. And I'm like, what? why? Who talks like that? Nobody does it. So that didn't particularly help. I'll tell and you then, what that game needs. That game needs a Troy Baker AI package. That's exactly that's what it needs. <laughs> this is what it was designed for. This is what Troy was going for. Um, oh god, it was so bad. Um, so the writing's terrible, the dialogue is pretty uniformly bad. Um, the story itself is is sci-fi cliches, you can get it really, which is fine. It's a top-down shooter, you know, it's fine. The problem is that sometimes the camera likes to do this thing where instead of just staying top-down so that you see over your character, it sometimes like drops to like where it's like a 2D type camera. So it's like in front of the player character and you go from side to side, but it's still 3D. But it just arbitrarily decides when it wants to change. There's no logic to when it actually does it. And instead of it just like flipping... You know, like in like tank control Resident Evil days, the camera would just change depending on what room you're in and it would happen instantly. So you could get your bearings quite quickly. It does this gradual shift where if you go forward and then it starts to shift and then you go back, the camera can sometimes get stuck in the wrong position for the wrong place. And then you can't see what you're doing or where you're going or you're fighting. And then all of the like controls are really floaty. It's got that awful kind of feeling gameplay where you're not actually hitting the ground. You're just floating along it and it doesn't feel weighty or anything. And the worst part of it is that the combat could have been fun, but the there's no enemy variety. And later, like the second half of the game, it becomes like a nightmare because you just have to circle strafe everything because it's the only way to adequately like avoid any of the enemies while still attacking them. They become really bullet spongy and a couple of units have this really, really brutally annoying move where they will fire a missile at you, which will stun lock you to the floor. You have like a four second animation to get back up off the floor. But in that time, you don't have any iframes. So in like the best games or good games, what they do is like they give you iframes after you've been knocked to the floor so that you can't just keep getting battered. But this game doesn't do that. So you can get hit to the floor. If there's enough enemies around you, you're dead. You won't even get back up in time. If it's one of the units that fires multiple missiles, about one second away from coming out of the animation, you'll get hit by another one, which will stun lock you to the floor again and again and again until you die. And I was like, this is shit. <laughs> who, who played this and thought that this played well? Um, but it's got some decent stuff in it like it's got an upgrade tree with lots of options it's got you know the combat system could work it's got melee range you know special abilities um different stuff it has so much potential even like there's a bit of exploration we have to go around and find keys from different rooms but it just becomes really boring really quickly and there was obviously meant to be like a metroidvania like you get abilities as you go along so that you would then have to go back and you know travel through different areas you couldn't before but there's only two collectibles you have to do that for the rest you can all get along the path anyway and i was like why bother doing that for two collectibles? It doesn't make sense. So the whole game just really baffled me. And it took me six hours to finish and platinum it. And after about two hours, I was done with it. I didn't really want to play anymore. So it was just a real letdown. <laughs> so I'm sorry to come here and have to rant about a game that I really didn't like, but I felt it was appropriate to just come and tell you all that it's not very good and it's probably not worth playing. Sorry. Well, what a damn shame. That, oh, no. was on my, that was on my hotly anticipated list of 2022. <laughs> it was up there with the favourites. I was genuinely oh, really yeah. keen for it. I wanted it to be good. I really did. And I think that's what stung me more, was that it should have been good, and it just isn't. 
it's up there with like Elden Ring and Horizon for this year for me. To be honest, oh, yeah. and you've 100%. crushed it. You've just crushed crushed my dreams. I'm so um, sorry. I've started off the year on a real downer. Not really so much. <laughs> Horizon is three weeks away, guys. Does that does that hit you yet? I it's mean, very, very exciting. No, I, I cannot wait for the timer. The timer hasn't appeared on my thing yet. And right. I'm just really excited for that. I don't know when it does that. Well, like 24 <laughs> hours before or four days before, some ridiculous like yeah, that. It's two yeah. days before usually, I think. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably be once you're, you're able to start downloading it. I still can't out. believe that Elden Ring is actually coming out. It actually exists and it is coming out. Yeah. And that's also not very far away either. Nope. Oh, my God. February's going to rule. It's going to be a very good one. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, Kat, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is called Unreal Life. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch. At the moment, I'm reviewing it. My review should be up sometime. Because I've been looking after Millis, I've not been on my Switch. Um, and I've been coldy. So it should be up this week. And it's Millis? Oh, yeah. That's what I call Miles. Okay. Millis. Sorry. I'd... Sorry. No, my no. bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have explained that. That's my nickname for Miles because calling him kilometers gets really old. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I have yeah. no idea how many times in my life I've heard it. So many times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I call him this. Um, there. Yeah, and we live together. So um, yeah. So I think I've been looking after him, and that was my chair. If you heard that, if my microphone picked that up, that was genuinely my chair. <laughs> it's a bit sus. <laughs> It's us, it's us. Um, and it's essentially about this girl who wakes up in the middle of a like street. She doesn't remember anything, but all she does remember is this woman. Um, and she has this kind of like power where she touches things. And if she touches things, she can see what that location was like in its original state, maybe like a day ago or some time ago. And what you've got to do is help her kind of figure out what's happened um I'm I'm think I'm halfway through uh so I don't actually know what's happened the weirdest thing about it that makes me feel a little bit like I'm on crack is that a traffic light is her companion a talking traffic light and I'm just like who thought of that who was like yeah do you know what not a dog not a cat not like her baby sister not a mum a traffic light I love it it's great what I mean why not so you have to figure out like puzzles and solve mysteries and then the game kind of punishes you if you um (laughs) figure out what might be going on too quickly and it won't let you do it um and it's really cool to kind of do that because then you're like I need to go here and then there and then there and then I can do that and then this will happen so you kind of do end up kind of working out it's not a hard game it's um very very story-led so yeah it's really cool um so it's just about kind of finding out what happened to her and there's some twists and turns as well you know you think that she uh, might have at the moment I think I'm querying whether she's killed someone or whether she was in a car accident but I don't think she was um so yeah so it's all very kind of mystical it's a bit of a side scroller it's pixelated side scroller and it's got loads of talking animals in it so like you seem to be the only one that's kind of human right now apart from this other human that she's trying to find I've walked into a talking dog a talking penguin um I think there's a talking cat along the way quite soon um yeah it's pretty cool I like the sound of that. Sounds yeah, awesome. yeah, it is fun. Yeah, it was only released in Europe in the last kind of year, but I think that it's kind of been on the radar of, of game world outside Europe for for a while. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm having I'm having fun with it right now. I'm intrigued to see where the story goes. So um, yeah, it's a good good one. Goodo. Um, what about you, Ross? What's your game of the week? Goodo. Uh, it, <laughs> my game of the week. <laughs> my game of the week is Paparazzi. 
Um, this oh my god, is, I saw this. This is a game that landed mm. on Game Pass this week, and I'll talk about all the other stuff I'm playing on Game Pass later. But Paparazzi is a game where you play as a sentient camera and you take pictures of dogs. And that, my friends, is Paparazzi. There is so little to this game. There is no depth. There is no nuance. It makes you feel a bit ill because the look sensitivity cannot be adjusted very well. It's a little bit odd. But you take pictures of dogs. You have all these objectives to take pictures of dogs. You have to upload them to this social media platform and get followers. It's all about getting followers on social media by taking pictures of dogs going to these remote islands and finding all these dog islands and taking pictures of the dogs. you got to take a picture of a dog on a boat with a lighthouse in the background. There's lots of dogs in this game that you take pictures of. You have to take a picture of every single breed of dog and in a dog. Not in a dog, that's weird. In an arcade, a dog in an arcade is what I meant to say. And it's just, it's in kind of like in terms of the busy week that I've had, it has been the most peaceful, wonderful game to play. Is it short or are you still going through it? Oh yeah, it's about four hours long. Yeah, you can can power through it in in an afternoon if you wish to. And it's just... It's just the kind of thing I needed to play this week. It's so there's nothing to it at all. The story is kind of pretty much non-existent. Uh, but there's a lot of very cute doggos, and yes, you can pet all of the dogs. Of course, you can, and it's just fine for me right now. And um, I would go back into it and play it if there was extra DLC coming. It seems unlikely, uh, but yeah, I hope it garners a little audience because uh, it's it's one of those games that you can just completely twitch your brain off and just take pictures of little dogs and that's it really and there's there's a there's a skateboarding dog in it called tony bark i mean that's oh really my pleasant. god that is yeah. amazing that is incredible that is game yeah, yeah. game of the year tony bark yeah. how are you doing and you gotta take pictures of him skateboarding and it's just yeah there's very little to talk about because there's very little to this game <laughs> <laughs> i think I've, I've i think i've exhausted this game to be honest uh talking about it this way it sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It's uh, available on Game Pass, so go play it if you want to play something a little bit, a little less stressful than, and literally any any other video game I can even think about right now. Paparazzi, it rocks. All uh, right then, it is time once again for a cat quiz. Oh my, I'll be ready oh for this. Oh my god. Come on, fruit salad incoming. Come on, fruit salad, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I ditched that. <laughs> I don't think Aww. we'll ever get as good as that again. So I feel like, you know, why why keep going? Why try and keep the funny going when you can just stop that? Yeah. Good slash bad is that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fastest finger first. I was gonna do a like a like because I really think that last week's quiz was awesome. Um, and I was gonna do that, but then I thought, oh no, I'll keep it to Sean because oh, mine will probably suck in comparison. So um, <laughs> so I'm gonna do just just a random quiz. There's nothing to it. Just uh, just great old random. So if you haven't, if you don't know what this quiz is, you can uh, shout out at home in your car, in your bed, on the toilet, wherever you are really listening to this podcast on all platforms. <laughs> Whilst uh, I ask Ross and Miles the questions and they bite it out to the death, really. Um, so speaking of that, I feel like I just had a Sonic. So Ross, did I just hear your What's buzzer? happening here? What's happening here? It's chaotic Cat's quiz. What? <laughs> What's he doing here? Ah, uh, I see. My nemesis Miles is back again for another quiz. What's he doing here? Yeah, sound <laughs> nice, sound <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fine. 
was like, oh, puzzle mouth. Well, yeah, I'll just be using the same one as usual. Okay, all right. Are you ready? Amy! <laughs> Ross, are you ready? Uh, Don't start badly behaving because the supply teacher quiz master is here. <laughs> yeah, right, Dr. Eggman. <laughs> I'll kick off this quiz and make Miles Miller behave. Number one. (laughs) Number one. On Steam, which game has the most achievements to collect, totaling 4,000 achievements? Ooh, good question. That is a good question. Thank you. Yeah. Ross. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection. (laughs) No. Uh, There's loads of bloody achievements for that one. Dead by Daylight. 4,000 achievements. I don't know. They have a lot of DLC. (laughs) No. It is a game called Running Through Russia. And it is the game where you collect vodka and bang into bears. Who knows? Check it out. Apparently, it's $1. sold. Is it on PlayStation? Because I will hoard those trophies. No, I think it's only on Steam, I'm afraid. Oh, boo. I know. Mars and I were like, what the fuck is that game? You get, like, a trophy for, like, every, like, Bear you bang into, hilarious. Anyway, I thought you were about to say just every bear you bang, and I was I'm so like, glad you said right. into. Then, I was like, yeah, Jesus. yeah, same. Anyway, question two. Um, from news released today, how long have developers said Elden Ring takes to complete? Oh. Oh. No sweat, Miles. I'm going to say seventy hours. This is a story, mind. Oh. No sweat. Oh. Ross? 31 and a half hours. Do you know what, Ross? I'll give it to you because you're the closest. Yeah. It's 30 hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three. The calm but increasingly difficult dolphin game was released on Sega Genesis and a delight. No, but what was the dolphin's no, name? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't have a chance of this one anyway. Oh, what? Ross? Echo, the yeah, dolphin. That game was fucking hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, oh, sorry. I've just set off my echo. Can't. Uh, echo. <laughs> Cancel. Did you just call the echo cat? <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Anyway, are you good? I just want to confirm, Miles, that um, I don't have any of my automated AIs in my house named after your girlfriend. Just want to just want to set that for, for the Thank record. Can you imagine if we just like uncovered your weird deep dark secret that you've called all your AIs cat? Like, cat, oh shut God. up. Like, cat, make me cat, what should I have for dinner tonight? Cat, living room light on. It was a phase, all right? God, <laughs> I've changed it all back. God, let it go. <laughs> um, question four: Which game has just released that they are inputting customizable pronouns? Oh, I know this. I read about it. Um, Excuse my sniff. Very sorry. Did you say it just released? No. Which oh. game is so they, they've released the news that they're gonna input oh. customizable pronouns into their like next like what not their next update but in a few updates time. So the game is already out. Yes. Um... Would you like any more hints, Miles? <laughs> I was just confirming. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ross is like, but quick Google. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone? I don't know. 
I read about it as well. This is so annoying. Do you give oh, up? No, never. Five. <laughs> four. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> what? What do you mean what? What do you think? Ross. Ross. My, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> um okay, fuck it. Five. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it, okay? Because I think this is what it was, but I can't okay. be sure. I feel like if you get it right now, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start like looking up your IP. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fuck it. Give I'm not gonna give you an answer. No, no I no, refuse. No, <laughs> no, I refuse. You're gonna be no, like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross, I'm kidding. What was it? What was your guess? No, that doesn't matter. No, tell me. I'm not telling you. So, please, I'll tickle you. <laughs> the next time I see, you, I'll tickle you. Damn. That's quite mm-hmm. the threat. It is. Tell me. <sighs> is it The Sims? Which one? Well, four is the only active one right now. There you go, then. You are correct. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, you never know. Some people might say The Sims too because people are playing it. It could be updated. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> I, don't feel, well. I don't feel worthy of that point. <laughs> I feel dirty now because you made me feel that way. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Okay. How many subscribers did Microsoft just release? Uh, They've surprised on Game Pass. Fucking hell, what? 25 million subscribers. Yes. Well done. It was in a rather. It it was in a rather popular uh, Xbox Wire article that they released earlier this week. Very nice. Very, very nice. Keep it up with the game news. <laughs> um, Almost as if we run a gaming using podcast. What? Uh, no way. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, in the... it's a good job you know it then as the host. <laughs> uh, question six. In the last week, what game hit number one on Steam sale charts for the second time in a row? Or second week in a row? You see, I keep up with console news. I don't bother with nerdy Steam news. We are inclusive here, Ross. Anyone want to give it a stab? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Our pronouns are but, console but... Steam. <laughs> console Steam. Uh, I thought you got lost or Ross? something. Uh, New World? No. Hmm. Miles, give it a pass. Come on, Wiles, you've got no points here. At least give it a go. I mean, <laughs> thanks for the words of encouragement, I guess. Um, uh, fucking hell, I don't know. Um, There's so many pauses. Chris is going to get like a theme song. Hopefully. Uh, I'm going to say, fuck it, Left for Dead. It's not, but. What? Do you think Left for Dead has hit the Steam? I don't know, okay. So I just guessed. You told me to guess. So fair I enough, guess. fair enough. Okay. Well, the answer was God of War. <laughs> because oh, it just yeah. released on Steam. Yeah, that's what um, yeah. That would <laughs> really it, make sense. Uh, and it's the first PlayStation game to hit two weeks in a row. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Little fun fact for you here at Cat Scale Quiz. Uh <laughs> question seven. <laughs> Which MMORPG has announced a tabletop game for 2022? Oh my god, guys. <laughs> well, Valheim. No. Ross? Where am I? Ross? Uh, New World. 
<laughs> <Looking> <laughs> <laughs> this is my answer for everything now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the answer was RuneScape. Oh. A tabletop game that's coming this year. Did you know Fall Guys now has its own version of Monopoly? Fuck off, does it what? really? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that's Isn't cool. it amazing? That's pretty cool. Um, do they have names though? Like, or do you just get to be like your own little Fall Guys character? I'm like, assuming it's colours. The like chips. Red, oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Bean. Bean, yellow bean. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Uh, question eight. Who is the first major boss encountered in Bloodborne? Oh, <laughs> Miles? Right, so one of them is an optional one. So oh, my God. Potentially two. Oh, my God. So it's either the cleric... Take his first answer. Okay. Either the... Okay, I'm going to say the oh. cleric beast, because that's okay. what most people do hit. Yes. You it is correct. actually optional. You don't actually have to fight. You can go straight to Father Gascoigne. Listen, okay. If you want to run the question, no, I'm just saying. Just okay, I'll shut up. Do you want this point? I just, well, I just wanted to get well done. Thank fact. you. That's okay, yeah. Fun fact. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Poor Miles. <laughs> now used as a fun Easter egg trope. What's a common safe code to many games? Oh, fuck. I literally had to do this for Deathloop the other day. Yep, it's in Deathloop. Oh my god! And it's for a trophy in Deathloop oh, as well. It's you, Ross. Is it the Konami code? Um, well, that would be what? Uh, up, down, uh, left, right, up, down, oh. up, down, BA. Oh, oh no, no, this so is whatever that is. Miles, is it four o five one? You are so close. Oh, oh no, I'm afraid not. It's zero four five one. Oh fuck off! Come on, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. And you won't get the save. You're not getting the question right. Oh, give me a break! I can't <laughs> even win anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, I feel like Sean getting all the hard questions out. Anyway, um, last question. Uh, what is the name of the character considered to be Yoshi's girlfriend? Fuck is Yoshi's girlfriend? What? You didn't go away, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to help you? It's the pink girl with the hole in her face. Uh, uh, Amy. Yeah. Is it Birdo? Ross? It is Birdo. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nintendo. Um. So <laughs> Ross ended up with five questions right. Miles ended up with one. Well done. To be fair, you. at least I got the Bloodborne one. I think if I didn't get the Bloodborne one, I would have just quit every future quiz forevermore. Okay. That would have been extreme, but yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's not really. really this is like the fourth quiz yeah, in a row. I've really got like one point. <laughs> well, I mean... Get good, innit? Yeah. Get good. Or, as Greg said to me, <laughs> just play more games, innit? Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, play more games, innit? Oh, anyway, thank you for coming <sighs> to Cat's Chaotic Quiz. Chaotic as always, but no fruit salads. I missed yeah. the fruit salad. I feel like I, um, yeah, I feel like I haven't earned five. I think I've earned four because... Right. No, Ross, don't be a sausage. <laughs> Shocking. Just like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got to give Ross time to Google, even though I just remembered the answer. I know you did, you sausage. <sighs> <laughs> Whatever, it's a hollow victory. It's a hollow victory. Anyway, thank you, Cap. You don't mean that. <laughs> I do. Thank you so much. What a, what a cracking quiz yet again. All right, let's get into some news. And I don't know if you've noticed that this week, there's only really been one news story. Literally every other news story I've gone, you know what? We're staying out of the way of that this week. We're going to let this one fly and see what happens. Because, well, how do I explain this to someone who may not have heard? Um, 
On Tuesday morning, a very unassuming, typical Tuesday morning, we were all just hanging out, doing our stuff, all at work and things like that. And then Twitter exploded somewhat with the news that Microsoft has bought Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Now, we had to talk about it. So Kat and myself got on a podcast and you can listen to that right now. It is the one just before this on your podcast feed if you want to go for an immediate reaction to everything that we knew about it at the time, which was on Tuesday night. And since then, there's been not really any updates, but just kind of a fair few things. Phil Spencer, the head of uh, Microsoft Gaming, has been out talking about a few things. There's a new publisher that's been announced for Activision Blizzard. So there's a couple of things that we can get into and um, just uh, just try and uh, talk through it. But before we do that, I do want to get uh, Miles' uh, take on the whole thing. Um, so, Miles, what was your initial reaction to Microsoft and Activision Blizzard? I mean, it's went something along the lines of, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. I think it was probably one of the most kept under, you know, kept under house or under wraps, you know, deals that's been done in a very, very long time. And it's a massive statement of intent from Microsoft. You know, you think how glowing people were when they bought Bethesda and those IPs like Doom and Fallout and Sky, um, the Elder Scrolls and all of those, which all in their own right sell millions of copies each. But Activision is a whole new ball game in terms of the amount of sales and profits and money that they're going to generate. And I think this really shows that Microsoft have kind of had enough of pretending to play on an even playing field with Sony. I think up until this point, there'd been this kind of misconception that for a lot of people, they thought that Sony and Microsoft were pretty much on par and that they had equal spending power and ability. And this blows that out of the water. This is a deal which is huge. And the IPs that they're bringing in, Activision don't have quite as many as they once did, but they still have things like StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Call of Duty, the lot of them, you know, and these are all massive franchises with huge communities and fan bases behind them. I think the biggest thing for me is going to be that I'm I think Microsoft and Phil Spencer are going to clean out and they're just going to clean house with Activision once the takeover is completed. And I think that's the most important thing to come out of this is I'm hoping that that is what's going to happen. The, I'll be thoroughly disappointed if Kotick is still in his position once this deal is finished and finalized and everything else has gone through. Um, I know I've had things that he is going and some people have said he isn't going so I don't know for certain I've not really kept up with it closely enough but I'm assuming he will go um, and I just hope that they get in there and they can you know fix some of the problems with this company I think fundamentally on the human level there's lots of stuff that needs to be dealt with but also on the games level I think you know they've talked about potentially Call of Duty not being an annual franchise anymore and that actually has me quite excited because as much as I enjoy playing Call of Duty every now and then, I usually now take a couple of years and skip, you know, usually, um, oh, who are the ones who did World at War? I always forget, Treyarchs, yeah. I normally skip Treyarchs or potentially Sledgehammer's games just because I find them less interesting than Infinity Wards. But I'm hoping that if they give those developers extra time to make better games, we'll get better games from it. You know, they can fund it even more. They can give them more time. They've got more people manpower more expertise more op options of engines you know 
you can even have people moving across from studios like Bethesda into you know Activision studios and that's mental to think of how much expertise and how much skill these people must have so I think on a lot of levels it's really exciting if you own an Xbox right now you're in a very good position because in the next coming five years or so there are going to be some phenomenal games coming out of that which are likely going to end up exclusive and I know they're talking about Call of Duty not necessarily being exclusive and I think it would be a silly move to take it away from Sony's consoles in a sense because I think the amount of revenue it would still bring in for them you know why wouldn't you um but I think a lot of franchises going forward will probably see some kind of exclusivity whether it be spin-off games or different titles or future sequels and whatever and it will bring people you know when you've got like of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and Call of Duty and everything else and Starcraft if you can um turn those into exclusive titles then you're got a whole fan base of people who'll probably be willing to to make a switch over so i think it's a phenomenal move if it's all on game pass as well even better i think microsoft are really kind of putting their foot down now and i i think i said it last year i said you know it felt like microsoft were going to make big moves in the next year or two and this feels like something that even i hadn't expected them to be this big a move but mm. yeah i think the best thing that will come out of it is hopefully phil spencer and his crew will get in there and clean house a little bit and tidy up the rack and actually get those games being made by people in environments that are good to be made in um yeah so yeah i mean on a i'm, I'm not always the biggest fan of taking something that is multi-platform and making it exclusive i think from a business sense it makes sense but from a consumer sense i don't like it but at the end of the day if they can do it they're gonna do it so yeah just gotta say it's gotta be a good time to be a microsoft and an xbox fan because uh yeah next few years are gonna be pretty good yeah so kind of mixed feelings but on the whole i think it is a positive thing i think activision left their own devices was not good and hopefully microsoft coming in will sort it out which will only be a yeah. benefit it was a great thing a few days before it was announced phil spencer said they're looking at evaluating the way they work with activision blizzard mm. in in the wake of all the allegations like a week later Hey, oh, yeah. we bought Activision. <laughs> I forgot about that. What? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Because he also signed that letter from all the joints from Nintendo, Sony, and uh, Microsoft, didn't they? Mm. So, yeah. So I guess they are pretty committed to it. Hopefully, someone must have gone. You know, we could just buy them. <laughs> yeah, we'll just sort it out ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they've gone. Oh yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and then just did it. It's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. In terms of the Bobby the Bobby Kotick stuff, uh, that hasn't been announced. Uh, whether or not he's staying or going. Like you said, it seems realistic that once the deal is complete in some time uh, mid next year, that he will disappear. Yeah, um, he'll yeah. he'll go with a a enormous sum of money. One would imagine, um, but wild. yeah, it is it is horrific. But he'll no longer be there, and so whoever's working at Activision at that time can feel a little bit, you know, I think a little bit better about what's yeah, to come. For sure, um, even if they still have another year or so to deal with. Um, the assholes that are currently there. Mm. Uh, but Phil Spencer has said in regards to exclusives that Microsoft do intend to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Um, he tweeted out, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements. We'll get to that. Upon yeah. <laughs> acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire, we'll get to that, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship so that that was an update from thursday existing agreements 
Does that mean, obviously, there's a Call of Duty already in development right now coming out in November? We know this. It happens. It's what, you know, the world turns in such a way. That one will arrive on PlayStation, confirm, no doubt, because obviously the deal hasn't finalized yet, and that will be an existing agreement. But what happens after that? Yeah. That's the interesting thing. Um, I imagine, like you said, Phil Spencer will want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation because that's where it makes the most money. And that's where its biggest fan base is. And they're going to have to start recouping some of this goddamn money at some point. (laughs) At some point, yeah. Um, There's no way they're going to make 70 billion back off of this deal just through Call of Duty. Um, But yeah, we'll get to other studios in a minute. But um, yeah. Cat, um, we were talking about it briefly on Tuesday night about exclusivity and whatnot. Um, now that now that we, it seems like Call of Duty will be staying on PlayStation, is that what you expected? Um, yeah, I think what I expected was, you know, that tweet is very interesting, isn't it? Because it's existing deals. That could be the next three games. That could be, because the thing is, they always work to, well, actually, I don't know, maybe different developers will work to different timelines, but, you know, people normally know what's going ahead three or four years later um they've got that kind of rolling maybe covid shut out of the water and, and they're working to maybe a two-year 24 months time scale but i think they probably have some stuff in the works um sometimes you know obviously as you can as city project red all that shit they know exactly what they're going to be making in 10 years time um or they're, well, they're still going to be making because they delay it all the time and still not finish it <laughs> and Put still them. not finish it yeah exactly um so that could be the next two or three cards potentially i think also what we've got to be careful is that we remember that tweet because i think that there's going to be this like safe haven of like oh they were really good they kept on and then boom in the six years time it's going to be like we're exclusive now no um <laughs> i think um i think they'd be silly to do just exclusive to um xbox eventually i wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being timed exclusive um i feel like that's probably the way that they're gonna oh, go okay yeah, I, th- I think that's that's probably my guess. Or um, they're going to do the Game Pass thing, and then it's going to go straight to Game Pass Deluxe Edition. Yeah, and they're going to um, use Game Pass as their kind of. That's what the thing is. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll keep it multi-platform. Yeah, but, but we if you're, Game Pass. yeah, if you're subscribed <laughs> to Game Pass, it's free. So, yeah, so you can have ninety-nine pounds, or you can have. Yeah, free. I mean, this time next year. Um, you know, the deal may be done. We'll see all the cards on Game Pass. And then Microsoft have just got to release dongles. They've got to release yep. apps for TVs. And suddenly Call of Duty is on every single TV on Earth. And yep. PlayStation are here like, you can have it on PlayStation for £70. Literally. And that's yeah. the thing is that Sony have not really like stand on, do they? Because... No, and that's no. the thing, because that's what Phil Spencer wants. Phil Spencer wants yeah. this Game Pass to be everywhere. Yeah. And for PlayStation to go... Um, you can play it here as well. And also, it makes it way more cleverer to then not release it yearly because yes, it, it hypes up the anticipation. Like, oh my god, this is the first called game we haven't got in X amount of time. Oh my god, can't play it on Game Pass because I haven't got an Xbox. I'll go out and get an Xbox. You know, yeah. Christmas rolls around every year. People's birthdays roll around every year. Um, I have no doubt that this is going to drive the sales of Xboxes eventually because once we're done with the fact that, because people are a little bit dumb with cards and it's not producing the same amount of money, but you start making people wait, it's going to 
do the hype. We're going to get the hype train of, oh my God, that COD's been in development for X amount of time and, you know, no one's seen it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So smart move, smart move. Phil Spencer is making money. <laughs> I'm playing in, into that. Um, Phil Spencer has also announced, he's been talking a lot this week um, in regards to all of Activision Studios, all of which are basically working on Call of Duty. Um, Phil Spencer has said he'll let Activision Studios work on a variety of franchises. So Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said he intends to talk with Activision Studios about working on a variety of franchises from its vault rather than just Call of Duty. So that plays into the idea that Call of Duty will no longer be a yearly release because there'll be two or three studios that are dedicated just to Call of Duty, but there'll be two or three years or whatever kind of releasing. But in between that... Cat, calm down. We may get Spyro. We may get Crash. We may get Tony Hawk's. We may get Guitar Hero. You know. Right. But the thing is, okay, in the lineup of lineups, we need Spyro first. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that because we've had Crash for it. We had the Tony Hawk remake. Get mm. the fuck onto that purple dragon and start drawing. <laughs> get the fuck on that purple yeah, dragon. Get the fuck onto that purple dragon. I'm just going to write that down. Get yeah, the fuck like, on that purple get, dragon. Get the fuck. Yeah, if you could tag him and uh, just uh, quote me. Get the fuck on that purple dragon. Going to get yeah. that on a t-shirt someday? Yep, yep, yep. It can be on the same t-shirt as uh, Fruit Salad. <laughs> Fruit Salad <laughs> on the back. All the titties. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for the titties. And then, yeah, get the fuck on that purple dragon. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it makes sense. But Phil Spencer has already said he is willing to revisit and reopen the older IPs, yes. the ones that are in retirement. And that is exciting. Not that Spyro has ever announced it was in retirement, but it is a bit dormant. It has been sleepy. We haven't had anything from Spyro for a few years. Um, we've had cameos, though, in Crash 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really exciting. I do think he is going to potentially bring out like a, a Beat Saber-esque. I know Guitar Hero is very similar to Beat Saber, but like a kind of bigger better guitar hero because yeah that's my prediction he's already said it um yes yeah, exciting it's exciting i think that you know it sounds like he knows that cod isn't the, the way to go and if he's going to buy activision he needs to use the ips that they have yeah um to their advantage because activision are a huge company they do have some really massive game titles um yeah. so they do nothing with Absolutely, because they're all fucking making guns yearly on COD. What a waste. Pretty much. Um, Miles, in the pantheon of Activision games, what would you like them to be working on? Um, I'd love a new guitar. <laughs> I think Kat kind of touched on it, but games like Beat Saber and obviously I played Synth Riders last year. You know, the, the beat, rhythm, action games are all kind of coming back into style again. And Xbox really- haven't got any... They haven't got Connect anymore. They haven't got VR. No, yeah. I don't know how it would work. Yeah, I mean, a Guitar Hero, I think they could definitely kind of bring back because you just need the instruments and a game. And there's plenty of music from the last few years that you've not been able to draw on. And Guitar Hero Live actually did all right. And I played that and actually quite liked it. Um, so I'd like to see something around that again because just on a personal level, I really enjoy those games. They're just good fun. Um, I do think Spyro is in line for a sequel. I think a Tony Hawk game might also be in potential. Um, I do. I find it strange in my mind to think that Crash Bandicoot started as a PlayStation exclusive and it could end up now being a, a Microsoft yeah. exclusive, which is just nuts, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's just absolutely mad to think about. But um, yeah, I I just love to see 
all of those kind of games just get a bit of love and get the creative attention that they can. And I wonder what's going to happen to games like Overwatch 2 and Diablo and stuff like that. Because Yeah, I mean, Blizzard is the interesting one. Yeah. Because um, obviously they're, they are under the Activision umbrella, but they're primarily PC games. I know Overwatch is console-based, but mm. it is played major like the majority of players are on pc for overwatch yeah and absolutely. so yeah overwatch 2 i'd assume is still in development it has had a a very tumultuous development um yeah. development period but yeah i i can see that still coming out um yeah, and the diablos and like the warcrafts of the world um i imagine phil spencer may push for a warcraft console version mm. finally um whether or not that's possible i don't know but yeah, Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard. I will try that one again. <laughs> uh, Blizzard is an interesting one. I don't really play a lot of Blizzard games. I, I saw like the list of them. I was like, no, they're all for nerds like Miles. Don't <laughs> play, play these games. Yeah, I've but it is. Like yeah, you know, Xbox Game Pass for PC is 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 still a thing. You know, yeah. and when this deal is done, and you know, Warcraft and Diablo and Overwatch and all that shit ends up on Game Pass day one for PC players. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I know. Yeah, it's um, it's, ab- it's absolutely absurd. And even thinking about like Warzone, like I think that's primarily why Call of Duty will stay on PlayStation is because Warzone is massive and it makes so much money. Yeah, I mean, this and, is what me and uh, me and Cat discussed on Tuesday is like Warzone. It seems like the obvious one to keep multi-platform. Yeah, has to for be those really. reasons. It has to be. Um, in the same way that Minecraft is a multi-platform thing, and that's also owned by Microsoft. Um, God, Microsoft really fucking own everything. It's actually just thinking about it now. They have some of the most <laughs> like profit generating IPs that are all going to be under like their thing soon. And I was uh, um, I was at work the other day, and it hit me that Microsoft now own COD, Halo, Doom, and Wolfenstein. Fucking hell! <laughs> I mean, that's just wild. Bloody hell! Oh my days! It's it's pretty impressive, isn't it? Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, sorry, I cut you off then. What did you, what were you gonna say? Oh no, that was it. I was just saying about uh, Warzone, and it just yeah, it makes sense to keep that multi-platform because a vast majority or a vast big chunk of that community is on PlayStation. So yeah, it makes sense for them to keep that on there. And I think that's why Call of Duty will stay. But um, yeah, I think it's yeah. it's gonna be one of those where a lot of people are gonna be forced into getting an Xbox if they want to play their favorite games now. What I think might be really interesting is Infinity Ward and Treyarch, like the OG COD developers mm. who have been in the trenches for decades at this point, mm-hmm. could be pulled out to make something brand new. And that's really exciting. Yeah, I was thinking this too of, you know, with Microsoft's backing and Spencer's willingness to let them go out and do other things and work on other IPs, it'll be nice to see something new come out of Activision with all the talent that they have in their ranks and their studios. Like, especially, like you said, Infinity Ward, I would love to see what they could do with an original IP and make a first-person shooter of their own, um, or even something else if they wanted to. You know, the Call of Duty, like I said, the Modern Warfare 2019 was one of my favourite Call of Duties of recent times. Yeah. And it actually, I got the bug for it again. I, re- I played a hell of a lot of that game, and I really enjoyed it. And I I love the gritty, realistic, like, boots. Oh, I don't want to say boots on the ground. It's like a dirty time now. But that, like, gritty, violent, you know, kind of feel to it. And I was like, I'd love to see where they would go with that if they were given free license to do it. Because obviously it's Call of Duty. It still has to be within the mainstream. They can't go too far. Mm. So I'd love to see them just be told, all right, make the game that you want and go as far down into those themes as you want as well. So, yeah, I'd love to see that. Can you imagine the cloud that's lifted? 
or the weight is lifted off people when they go. And Phil Spencer goes, yeah, make whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly, there's <laughs> a shit ton of money. Crack on. And then yeah. we'll, uh, we'll put it on Game Pass anyway. So, you know, just make a good game. <laughs> and Infinity Ward's like, not a first person shooter. My God. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably make like a sports game or something just so that they can say that they did something totally different. Yeah. It'll be a single player behind the shoulder narrative driven game. Oh, my God. Um, because <laughs> Phil Spencer really needs one of those. Um, Infinity Ward behind the new minds behind the new Life is Strange series. Oh my god! Oh my god! They need a God of War or Horizon over there. So mm, Infinity true. Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer could be the guys to do that. In the days where they go, you know what? No more Call of Duty. It's over. It's done. <laughs> it's had its time. It's had its time. We're not making first-person shooters anymore. Says the uh, the publisher of uh, now basically every shooter that still currently <laughs> exists. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's all very exciting times. There's still a lot of unknowns. Um, we still don't really know anything about the, the, the exclusivity situations about not just COD, but like there's so much, you know. Is Crash going to be exclusive to Xbox? Is Spyro going to be exclusive to Xbox? We don't. We just don't know. And we probably won't know for a long time until these deals are done and we can all look at it and go, wow. You I mean, the day, the day the deal was done between Bethesda and Microsoft, Every Bethesda game was on Game Pass that very same day. So, I mean, fuck knows what's going to happen the day that this deal is done. Um, it looks, there was some talk that, it, oh, it may not get past legal regulators. Believe me, Microsoft is not going to let that happen. Microsoft will have lawyers up their asshole to deal with any situation that may come up. Um, we, me and, uh, me and Kat, that's not good English, Kat and I uh, discussed um, the monopolization side of it. I was a little bit tempered about that during that podcast, but then the more I thought about it and the more I read about it, it's not a monopoly. It's just Microsoft throwing around their money. There's 40 or 50 other publishers around in the world that can still publish games that are not Microsoft. So yeah, I don't see it as a monopoly anymore. I just wanted to clarify that. If you go go back to listen, it's like Kat, Kat and I's immediate thoughts to what was going down. And um, yeah, now we've had time to think about it a little more. It's, it it's, yeah, it's, pretty much just Microsoft waving their dick around. So this is all that this really is. Um, Kat, any, uh, any final things, any things that you've seen that you want to discuss before? We um, I don't think so. I think, um, I guess they were kind of talking about, I think what's what I've read since is that they are aware of the culture. I think they turned around and Kotick was still there. That'd be such a shitty move. Um, but hopefully he gets paid out and that's a small price to pay for, you know, the, the lives and the well-being of other people. Um, it seems like it's going in the right direction. And it seems more from a place of, like you said, you know, Ross on the podcast that we did together. It seems more of a place of like, yeah, that company's pretty shit. Do you know what we should do? Just buy it, you know, <laughs> make it better and, you know, make uh, people feel safe and make people, you know, I've seen a couple of, of things about that. So that's been cool and the only other thing was was this kind of he's really willing to look at other ips and i remember when the spyro thing happened when it was like oh we might not get another one because toys for bob have now been commissioned to cod and people left toys for bob for that because they weren't happy creatively it wasn't their style it wasn't their art style it wasn't you know and you were saying about five minutes ago about that sigh of relief and i can imagine that people have had that sigh of relief of like yes this is exactly what we wanted to do we just needed to kind of grit and bow our teeth for a couple of years and just kind of keep our heads down and now we kind of have that little bit of freedom 
at least I hope it's that for for people who the developers who make games because you know yeah. that's what you want isn't it so yeah uh, yeah so it, it's looking less um what am I trying to say like less um, calculated for obviously it's still a business at the end of the day but it's looking like a positive business move as opposed to anything yeah 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 Yeah. i mean we talk about exclusivity something major a major ip is going to be exclusive to xbox out of this we just don't know which one yet 100 100 percent. and yeah it's gonna i think it's gonna cause rifts with (laughs) they have such a good relationship with sony but i do think (laughs) yeah sony are probably thinking don't you fucking dare touch crash bandicoot and make that exclusive something is something has to give you know, yeah. it was a lot of money. A lot of money. And the thing <laughs> is, they want, you know, they don't care about Sony. Well, they might care about Sony, but I mean, they don't care enough. You know, you don't spend 68 billion pounds to share everything. That's no. not how you do it. So, yeah, something's coming. Something big is going to happen. And like you said, like the Bethesda thing it shocked everybody. Yeah, it's exciting. It better not be the dragon, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, to be fair, I don't think that's a big enough game to, to cause really a shockwave. Um, mm. It's going to be, it's probably going to be gone. Nah, it won't be. That'd be silly. I don't know. Who knows? Something's gonna happen. I really think COD will be the will be the, the place. Clincher. Yeah, it'll be. It, Phil Spencer just wants that. Play it free on Game Pass or pay seventy pounds over there. I, he's definitely you know. gonna do that, which is yeah. why he's, why he's probably not gonna make it exclusive because then he has. Ha ha! You have it over there at Sony for eighty quid. Yeah. I have it for free. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas that goes away if he makes it exclusive. So. Yeah, and that's such a baller move as well. That's the beauty of Game Pass, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been saying it for years. Well, it feels like years. It hasn't been a year. It's not even really been one year. Um, been saying it for months. <laughs> yeah. Game uh, Pass is the shit. It is. Or is it? We'll get into it in a bit. Um, <laughs> right then, uh, let's let's uh, move on. Of course, anything that comes out of this, we're going to be talking about this and speculating about it for months until it's done. So yeah, there'll be plenty more to talk about in regards to this once we know a little more and it's really exciting but somewhere where it's not going so well is ea and of course we talk about ea a lot about them being spectacularly shit and it seems like um they're this may shock you guys but their 70 pound multiplayer only battlefield 2042 isn't doing very well gee whiz i am shooketh Ah, right. Tell me about it. Absolutely shooketh. Definitely did not see that coming at all. It turns out if you release Battlefield 2042 in a complete fucking mess and then charge people £70 for it, they're going to be upset. This is new information that we're all working together to understand. But it looks like Battlefield 2042 may be going free to play very, very soon because it's all gone a little bit tits up for this game. Um, we're not going to see it on Game Pass, I don't think, yet anyway. But there is rumblings that um, it's going to go completely free across the consoles after a disappointing launch. So I'm going to read a little bit from VGC. Electronic Arts is reportedly considering the possibility of making some Battlefield 2042 portal mode free to play. That's according to journalist Tom Henderson, who has a strong track record with EA reporting. He claims the publisher is very disappointed with the game's performance. Since it's November release, it's because it came out in a crappy condition and you still charge £70 for it, you stupid assholes, but I'll carry on. And is exploring various options designed to salvage the situ- this situation, including offering the free access to a portion of Portal. Portal, if you don't know, is part of Battlefield 2042, and it lets players design their own match experiences by mixing maps and elements from past series entries with Battlefield 2042. 
These experiences can be shared with the community through a web-based platform for both console and PC players. One EA source has reportedly said that the other new mode, the Hazard Zone, which has just been added to the game, has only been attracting a few hundred players concurrently, and analysts suggested it lacks the depth required to convert free-to-play users into full game purchases. So, it looks like um, the writing was on the wall for this one. Um, I think, Miles, did you did you definitely not see this coming, or did you like, yeah? Oh, no, I definitely did. A couple of <laughs> friends of mine had pre-ordered it, and I was like, why? Why have you pre-ordered it? Did you not? Did, you both played Battlefront 2 when that came out. You saw the shit show that that game was, because I bought Battlefront 2 on day one. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I even persevered through, and you, do you remember the Heroes versus Villains mode? Yeah. It was so abusable, because if you played as Chewie, then you were just invincible, basically, and I just abused the hell out of that, and it was great. Um, and I just... In the lead up to 2042, one of my favorite quotes that they came out with in an interview was they said, oh, we've gone back to doing multiplayer only and we stripped out the campaign and all the other stuff because multiplayer is what we do. And then the game came out and multiplayer (laughs) doesn't fucking work. So if that's just what you do, you're not doing it very well. Do you remember the trailers? Yes. They were they were archaic, weren't they? And crazy. so good. And And it was like, this thing looks fucking bonkers. I played the beta (laughs) and I played a 10 hour trial on EA Play. And it was, none of that happened Honestly. once. It was so slow and boring. <laughs> I think that's it. And like, I've, I follow quite a few people who either on YouTube or just on sites and stuff who play like quite a bit and are part of the community. And, you know, one of the things I really got from it was that they really lost sense of what separated Battlefield from all the other shooters and made people want to play it for that, which was you know, the class system was really good. And like being a medic was rewarding. Like even if you didn't get kills, you could run around as a medic on Battlefront, I'm sorry, Battlefront, Battlefield 1 or 5 or whatever, and you could just revive your allies. And that would actually turn the match in your team's favor because instead of having to respawn, everybody just gets straight back in the fight and you got rewarded with hundreds of points for getting all these revives. And you could just play like that. If you didn't actually want to do the shooting, if you're just crap at FPS games, you could just run around healing people. And the game would reward you for that. And they stripped away all of the class stuff to bring in specialists to follow trends from things like Overwatch and COD and everything else. And it just doesn't work because the style of gameplay isn't built around it. And it's not what defined that as a series. And we touched on it. The maps apparently are just huge, just so overwhelmingly huge that you spend five to ten minutes running to get to a conflict zone to then get blown up by a tank or a helicopter or somebody who's got like a specialist ability or powered on or something and it's just i watched some of the footage of the beta and i was like it's not even really a beta it was like what two weeks to a month before it was coming out i was like this is the finished product and they claimed that it was a three month or so however many months pre-release build like from ages and ages ago and i was like no it's not that is the finished game that's what you're getting um And I feel like this was the one where people were cynical enough, even despite how good the trailers looked, it was the one where people actually really thought, do you know what, we're just going to wait to see if you fuck it up again, like you have with every other release. And EA gambled and thought, nah, people have bought it before, you know, they still bought the games on day one, you know, they persevered through the glitches and the bugs and everything else, you know, we'll just sell it and it'll be fine. And they got it wrong. You know, they called it absolutely wrong. I think people have gotten onto their bullshit a bit more from EA now. And it going free to play would just be such a funny turn of events for a company, which is, 
you know, banked itself so much on microtransactions and turning everything into monetizable, you know, live service garbage that releases broken and busted and making their developers use engines and systems that don't work for the games or mandating that they have to do certain things in order to make it monetizable. And now their game is so broken and non-functional, they're going to have to take it free to play in order to actually get people in to even play it. Um, and it's sad because the Battlefield community, in on the whole, can actually be a really awesome community and they're really dedicated and they love those games. And I saw that Battlefield 5 in the fallout from all of this actually overtook Battlefield 2042 in terms of player numbers, which is awesome because it was it's a much better game now. Um, so it's just, yeah, I think EA have just pushed their luck too many times now and they've kind of got done in by their own greedy practices. And in a way, you know, DICE were very good at making these games so they they have the talent they have the know-how and what i think it is is that ea is just forcing them to release games that aren't ready to be made or ready to be released and they're kind of stuck in a bad situation because they're losing a lot in the fallout to this in terms of their reputation just like bioware did and now it's just one thing after another and um yeah the more i look at it just the funnier it is to me because it was one that I called ages and ages ago. And I'm, I was really glad that this one was actually right and that I didn't look like a massive idiot when it came out. Microsoft are going to buy EA, aren't they? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> they get access to what? Dragon Age, Battle. I mean, what, like, all, bets, all bets are off now. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it kind of throws everything into question, doesn't it, really, of what they can do. They're, EA are currently fumbling. Fever 22 was shit but it's still sold because it's fifa mm, it's fifa um battlefield 22 2042 shit didn't yeah. sell obviously not doing well at all phil spencer put on your superhero cape and go i'm gonna save the day <laughs> and just go here here's 100 billion ea you're mine now fifa 25 yeah. exclusive to xbox i mean i wouldn't be against it because then they might actually release a mass effect game that isn't shit anymore and is actually focused on being a good mass effect game so yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that in principle and I think I think it's quite interesting that they're making they're considering the portal mode, which is probably the one mode where you can get around a lot of the issues because you can make your own maps and game modes. Like they removed a really popular mode. I can't remember was it Rush? I think it was, or one of the other ones that was really popular. Like it's not in this game, despite the fact that they took out the campaign and everything else in order to make a really good multiplayer game, but had less modes than other games which had all those things as well. Um, and you can make the map smaller and you can design the objectives better. So basically, Portal is like the community's way of making a shit game good instead mm. of the developers making a good game in the first place. Well, it's been going, well, so, you, it's like, well, we can't, we, we we don't know what we're doing anymore. So why don't you guys make the game you want? <laughs> That's it, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's the same with uh, Bethesda where they release like an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout and they just rely on their modding community just to fix the broken mess of a game that they'll release. Like, yeah. It's kind of the same thing. So, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be too different from Microsoft buying Bethesda in that sense. The EA is like, I, I don't know what they've what they've released in the past few years that have, that have actually been, you know, really, really good. I don't true, think, actually. I mean, Unravel maybe, I guess is probably the best thing they've released in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, remember Anthem? Oh, don't even get me started. On <laughs> don't even fucking get me started. I didn't play that game, and I'm so glad I didn't. Because... Look out for a uh, Anthem spoiler special with me and Miles. Oh, we're going to get into this. That game uh, was a fucking joke. Absolute joke. <laughs> it's just EA are currently floundering again. Mm. And, you know, Battlefield 2042, we said it. We said it. We like, oh, this is going to Game Pass. It's got to go to Game Pass day one. They can't just 
drop 70 pounds on this game. Nope. They're, they're like, they they trusted their gut and they were like, fine, let's just do it. And it backfired completely. That's kind of a point as well, you know, because I I was really critical of the whole move to £70 for a game thing. I was like, I don't think it's justified for a lot of these games that are doing it. And Battlefield 2042 is my prime example of it, where it's a game that's been stripped of content. There's no single player. There's no campaign. And fair enough, the Battlefield community doesn't really give a shit too much. Very few people play those campaigns. But <laughs> they stripped out all that stuff to focus on making a multiplayer game. It releases with fewer modes, with massive empty, barren, boring maps, which don't really service the gameplay at all. They take away the core systems that made the game good, and it releases in such a bad state, the majority of people can't even play it. And if they can play it, it still fucks up. And they're still charging you more money than they charged for previous games, which released either in better states or had more content or were just better. And I hate this whole sense of like, oh, we're going to charge you 70 pounds because games cost more to make now. But I just think to myself, what is that £70 actually getting me in terms of the relative worth of a game and the quality of it? And I think companies like EA and 2K, they did it with the NBA series as well. Like They just used it as an excuse to create more money out of people straight up, and they're not really giving us anything back in, in the return of investment. And I think 2042 is a really good example of how you know they took advantage of that, and people aren't happy with it, I don't think. So that's just bad. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, there's no confirmation of this yet, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I imagine 2042 will turn up on EA Play sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, there's normally eight or nine or ten months in between games before they drop on that service. But if they're shit and no one's playing yet, they've already put it on sooner. One would imagine, especially if Hazard the Hazard mode would look like such like a rip off of a, like all the other usual like drop into a dark zone. It's like uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, just even worse somehow than that. And, God, I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't surprised to see that's only got like half a dozen players at most, probably. Um, KB, I know you're not a uh, Battlefield 2042 player, but uh, do you applaud this move by EA or should they have done this from the start? Um, I, so, I guess Miles had a really good point a couple of, whenever it was, months and months ago, that it's a bit <laughs> to like... Was that a long conversation? Sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. It's just I don't have much to add. That's all. It was more kind of like you guys have all made really good points. Miles was very much like, and I remember him saying months ago, it's very cheeky to have a game that's 70 quid when it only really has one mode and you have to be online. So you're already paying for the, the subscription, um, which obviously they're not getting a part of because Sony is getting a subscription or Xbox is getting a subscription or whatever. Um it's a bit embarrassing isn't it a bit awkward though like here's our really good game <laughs> it's amazing it's the shit uh now we're gonna have to put it on for free and i think there's something about admitting your mistakes i think there's something about saying like actually guys this, this isn't what we hyped up to be because i think sometimes it's unfortunate when a game that is really really good doesn't end up being very good but it sounds like from what you guys have said is that they hype it up to be something it definitely isn't yeah and so there, it's kind of like we've made your fucking bed, then, haven't you? Like you, you can't, you can't sell a piece of shit for hundred quid. <laughs> yeah, people I mean, will call you out on it. Yeah, I mean, you saw those trailers; they were bonkers, and the thing looked insane. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, like I've played PUBG in the past, and it looked incredible. I, when, I, when we sat there, E3, and they were kind of really, like, yeah, banging. To be fair, and so it is a bit awkward. It's a bit kind of like, but the thing is, this is EA a little bit. Like EA kind of have this like smarmy. Um, I guess like bravado about themselves sometimes, and I yeah, think that, no, like fair. 
stick to what you know guys because the thing is as well especially in 2020 plus you know 2018 plus you know it's a community where you're going to be called out if you're a gamer's piece of shit (laughs) like people talk the internet is huge social media is a thing like social media can make or break anything that you're selling um marketing is you know is really important um but marketing is only as important as your product and if your product is a piece of shit but your marketing is good well then people are eventually going to tell everybody that your product's shit (laughs) so pretty much just be honest just be honest you know so yeah I feel kind of like uh it's sad that that's happened but equally you know these are the consequences to actions of you know playing the big man and not really you know then you know coming to the party and you are the size of a flea like there's a metaphor for you ladies and gentlemen there you go there you go there you go um (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I mean, EA games, the only thing they do that I really play is, is Unravel and The Sims. Yeah. They're great yeah. at The Sims. They're amazing at The Sims. I can't, can't fault them there. Um, maybe stick to that. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe The Sims isn't. It's, the Sims 4 isn't free to play, is it? Uh, no. no. I can't believe it. I no, genu- genuinely cannot right. believe that. Like, free to play, but yeah, charge for all like the ridiculous amounts of DLC that you create for it. Sure. Yeah, no, it's not free to play. Um, no, it does go on a lot of really discounted deals, though. Like, but it is consistently chugging out shit. They have like stuff packs. There's like three types of DLCs. It's like the stuff packs, the something else packs, and then the actual expansions. Mm. It's yeah, it's a pretty money grabbing effort but they do do a lot of deals i think i've got an expansion pack before for like seven quid um and that's you know hours and hours and hours hundreds of hours as people who play it i want to say quote unquote professionally because you know they make a lot of money out of out of youtube people love seeing houses built what they can do with it and there are some really talented people in the sims um so yeah maybe stick to the sims yeah that is our advice this um, week ladies and gentlemen ea stick also, to the sims yeah and you also did kind of joke earlier that um ea might be in the midst of the microsoft thing um actually i saw a i saw an article when i was looking for like quiz stuff that said that there was a rumor that they were kind of in and out of talks to be bought instead which is interesting i'll try and find the article damn if we we finish this year with ea being acquired by microsoft as well can you imagine i'll be like damn can but you then, imagine? There's nothing coming out from EA that I want to play anymore. The Sims 5. You know, The Sims 5. <laughs> they were. The Sims 4 is essentially GTA 5. They're just yes. going to keep making yeah, content 100%. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 100%. nothing new will come out. 100%, yeah. Um, Until Phil Spencer gets his cock in there, of course, and be like, right, <laughs> Sims 5 for Xbox exclusive. Let's go. Oh, my God, no. No, they Stick The Sims on Game Pass, ladies and gentlemen. Stop being cowards. Let's <laughs> Talking of Game Pass, segue, thank you very much. Um, I wanted to talk about it this week, kind of like a, a main topic kind of thing, because it's very interesting where we are right now with Game Pass. It's obviously going to be very exciting very soon. Activision's all their shit is going to be on it in about a year's time, and that's going to make it a pretty, a pretty untouchable service in terms of game availability. But is it actually doing okay? We're looking at like, 25 million subscribers for Game Pass is an amazing thing. And we're all paying. I count myself as one of those subscribers, as does Miles, I believe. And everyone on the, pretty much everyone on the Thing Else podcast has a Game Pass subscription. And we all love it. But 
I've been playing Rainbow Six Destruction this week. And I'm playing it on my own. <laughs> I want to test I that. I'm so sorry for all the pain you must have gone through. I put out on our on our company Slack, anybody want to play Destruction tonight? I got zero responses from anyone because no fucker wanted to put themselves through playing Rainbow Six Extraction. It just looks so boring. No. And <laughs> I can confirm, yes, it's total shit. Oh, really? Um, Thank God for that. I played through four or five games um, just blasting my way through. It's it's Rainbow Six Siege with Aliens, and that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it was always going to be. But it's the monotony of it. It's so dull. The aliens are so poorly designed. They're so boring to look at. They're not terrifying in the slightest. It really tries to amp up tension and amp up fear. And it's just embarrassing the kind of way they try to do it. Because there's nothing scary about the aliens. They look like they're, you know, when I joked ages ago that it looks like an Xbox 360 game, that's exactly what the aliens are. They're generic and boring and really, really unscary. And when they're charging at you, it's like, well, I've got a gun, mate. What are you going to do? And so, you know, shoot them in the head, one-shot kills, very boring. It's just not a fun game. And it's day one on Game Pass. And I feel that we had this problem with Back for Blood. It was also day one on Game Pass. And the Anacrusis, which I played last week, which is also a poor four-player shooter that came out. That You know, day one on Game Pass, again, not a great game. So... There's always this myth a long time ago where movies that people thought wouldn't really do well in the cinema ended up straight on video or DVD. Um, in terms of the film industry, that kind of turns into a straight to Netflix or straight to Prime Video kind of thing now. But are we getting to a point where the AAA stuff, which can be considered for Game Pass, isn't actually that good? And we have to be real about it and look at it and go, it's kind of a good service for indies and for games turning up on it eventually, much like the Hitman trilogy and the Mass Effect trilogy that landed on there this week. Stuff that will come eventually, but in terms of the day one stuff, I've that that's three four-player shooters that they've added on Game Pass day one, and they're all subpar. They're all not great games, but we get excited about it anyway because we can play it and we can get to try it out without paying any additional money. But let's be real about this. Is Game Pass value for money because of indies and what's to come rather than the day ones of these AAAs that you can play on Game Pass for no money instead of buying them on PlayStation. Uh, Kat, do you get what I mean? Do you, know what I'm t- do you know what I'm trying to get at? So is it that you're trying to say that Game Pass is only worth the money because of the amount of indie games that you get, but actually, um, wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's Wait. I. I think it's worth the money because of the Microsoft exclusives, right? Right. Um, because of and also, you know, Microsoft in in a year's time, what's to come is going to be unreal yep. and insane. Yep. And also, I love the fact that we get we get indies like unpacking and paparazzi. <sighs> yes. All yeah. of that day one on Game Pass, like That's twelve minutes, minutes and stuff like that, right? <gasps> Ditto. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but. When they go, oh yeah, you can play this. You can play this shooter day one on Game Pass, and then it it's like there seems to be a bit of a repetitive thing going that they're not actually that good, and we shouldn't really be getting all excited about day one Game Pass games because they may not turn out as well as we thought. 
No, but I think that could be argued for any triple A game because you're paying so much money for it. So, for example, if we were, and it won't happen because, like, Gorilla are amazing, but we were to, say, spend 100 quid on Forbidden West and it turns out it was, like, pretty meh. We'd be pretty miffed. I'll tell you what... What can you imagine? Can you imagine if it's like shit or it's really buggy or it's really, oh, oh my God. No, I think I would cry. I think I would pen a letter to Gorilla and be like, how fucking dare you? Um, <laughs> where do you get <laughs> off? <laughs> um, but I think that that is the price that you pay. I meant for game bass, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's the price that you pay that you're going to have a couple of games where, and I think this is also the secret magic about indie games that's coming through, is that there are some indie games out there that, that should have the money behind them, like AAAs. They should have, you know, uh, you think about some of the just, just some of the indie games that are just absolutely incredible. And we've definitely seen a lot of that in the last year or two because AAAs have had to take a step back because of COVID. Um, I think Game Pass is absolutely worth money. And I think this probably says more about the bigger games that actually they've got some competition. There's no room to be lazy anymore because Game Pass exists. Um, there's going to be indie games. Like, you know, you think about um, Hades. Indie game, did, did incredible. Mm. Like, the, it's absolutely incredible. People are playing that for free. Um, maybe if it was on, I don't know well, if, if you're on Sony or not, lol. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're playing it free now, but that, did, that didn't launch on Game Pass. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you, are you kind of saying here that the, the, the right games aren't the ones that are launching day one? I just think somewhere in the development cycle, they go, you know what? I don't, think this, is, I don't think this is going to find an audience without Game Pass. Yes, I do think that happens. I definitely think that happens. And I think that used to happen a lot more with um, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and Xbox Gold. Well, Xbox Gold was, was a thing. That was kind of like, this game won't get out there. You know, Fall Guys is an, is an example of that. Fall Guys probably wouldn't have done as well as it did had it not been on PS Plus first. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Same, with, um, same with Rocket League. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so, yes, I definitely think there are those kind of games where people play it, they, you know, you have the audience tests or whatever, and people go, oh, this game's going to fall under the radar. We have to put it on a, on a gold or we have to put it on a plus. Yeah. Um, but and also I think that some people are smart and they'll say we're not going to put this on Game Pass because we're going to get loads of money for it. Maybe they're smart into thinking, maybe it's like a marketing trick where they kind of know it's a bit shit, but because it's Rainbow Six Siege and everybody loves that, blah, 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 and they've had 50, 100 trailers in E3, you know, that they're, it's impressive then. But they are still big names. But are they then lowering the value when they're making it, knowing it's going to go on? Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. There's mm. so much to, to unpick there. Um so is your original underlining question, Game is Game Pass worth the money? I mean, yes and no. <laughs> I, I I know that Game Pass is worth the money. Yeah, I don't Unequ have Game Pass. so Unequivocally yeah. worth the money. Yes. Okay, that isn't in question. What I'm worried about your caveat. Yeah. is the quality of the games that are coming to Game Pass day one. are day one from AAA Studios, like Total Rock for Bat for Blood, mm -hmm. like Ubisoft for yeah. Rainbow Six they know they're not good enough yeah. to perform on their own. Uh -huh. 
And that's that's and the worry. Then they're that... kind of like devaluing Game Pass because it looks like it's the shit, and then they want yes. come for this bit shit. There it is. Yeah, there okay, it is. Yeah, okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. So really, they're kind of ruining the this this beautiful shiny image Game Pass because it's yeah. Okay, I get you. And yes, yeah, I completely like... agree because actually, Back for Blood was was amazing when we baited it, but when we actually played the game, we were like, yeah, that's cornal. Like, glad that's on Game Pass though. And yes, I think that could end up ruining um, the idea of Game Pass. Yeah, and you know, Extraction, that's a AAA Ubisoft game coming yeah. day one to mm-hmm. Game Pass. That's that's unheard of. That's unparalleled. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not gonna drop Assassin's Creed on Game Pass day one. Yeah, that's true. They're not gonna drop Immortals Phoenix Rising or Watch Dogs or anything like that. But because it's a, multi- a multiplayer game, seems to be getting shafted by this. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. And I think, yeah, I think it's because they they rely on controllers in hands for time limits, don't they? Mm. The servers need to be there or the game goes. Think about yeah. Friday, the, Friday the 13th. It's still going oh. because people I know, but really still a very successful game even though it's had no updates for a long time, but you've got to put your word out there because they rely on the controllers being on hands and you being in that moment live. Whereas, you know, Assassin's Creed, you can play anytime, anywhere, any any day. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. Is it cheapening Game Pass is what you're kind of saying? And this I think, is what yes. I'm saying. The yes, straight, I do, the, yes. The straight to DVD mentality of it is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah. And um, I was listening to a podcast, which will be in my recommendations. Um, and Quentin Tarantino says the same thing about Netflix. Mm. He thinks that it's going to, well, it is, it's shutting down cinemas. Um, is it though? Well, is it eventually going to shut down cinemas? Yes. I mean, the last the last couple of years, film, film distributors have had no choice. If people want to see no, the films, no, they've had no, to go to no. stream. I think the worry is here. It's the same as you, is that I'll be eventually going to see the, the demise of cinema because there's no asses on seats, it's asses at home. Anyway, that's a different genre. Not <laughs> while not while they're making movies with three Spider-Men, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not while they're making Marvel movies anyway. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Marvel, yes, is I, it, it's just going to be, cinemas will just be Marvel machines now. Literally, just be yeah, like, literally. Go see the new Marvel movie at the new Marvel Cinemaplex. There's going to be some poor fucking kid waiting for an end credit scene at the end of Disney, like a Bugs Life 4. And... <laughs> It's not going to be there. It's not Marvel. Um, But yes, I completely agree with you. I do think that's happening or it could happen or it it is happening. Um, And yeah, it's a bit of an ouchy situation because it could could really cheapen Game Pass. I I know what you're trying to say. We need someone to just come in and sum it up. Miles, (laughs) do you have a six word sentence which me and Miles (laughs) are talking about? Do you get my point, Miles? (laughs) Am I making any sense? (laughs) No, no, I get you. And I'm a little bit conflicted over it because i think i think the biggest problem game Pass has right now is that when halo was released on it everyone was buzzing right and yourself included you got to play halo from your subscription service and it was a very good game but i think the problem they have is that the quality of the exclusives that microsoft had up until this year until these big deals have been announced hasn't really been there to support that idea that you were going to get those big budget triple a phenomenal big experiences day one and i think now that they have the studios in bethesda and with activision incoming as well just imagine for example you're getting diablo 4 a game that's now going to be 
created, published, and supported by Microsoft. And you're going to have games like Call of Duty coming in day one. The quality of those games is going to be unparalleled if they get the right funding and the right time to do it. And I think then Game Pass will be, you know, what it's kind of promised to be. I think at the moment, like you kind of touched on, it does feel like other publishers who know that their games, like, for example, Extraction, everyone knows that Extraction is just a cheap cash grab with using the same mechanics from a game that already exists, the same assets and everything else. And I think Ubisoft know that people didn't really want it, but I think they'd kind of committed too far to already making it. And so Game Pass for them was an easy access to some extra players just to at least give it a lifespan of an extra week. And I think you are right. That is kind of cheapening Game Pass in the sense that it's kind of a dumping ground for games, which, you know, especially in the AAA space, they know aren't going to do particularly well on their own. And it gives them an out. You know, if a game doesn't sell, they can say, well, it was on Game Pass. So it would have sold more if it wasn't. Or, you know, it's on Game Pass, so it will bring some players into that ecosystem. It it kind of gives them that, that way out. And I think the problem has been like, you know, you spoke when Forza came out, you spoke when Halo came out and how exciting and awesome that was that you got to experience those through Game Pass. And I think once Microsoft gets all of their studios firing on all cylinders and Starfield and you know, a new Doom comes out or, you know, you get a new, say, Dishonored, which in the past hasn't sold well, but has been really highly acclaimed, more people will enter those games and get to experience those kind of games because of Game Pass, games that otherwise wouldn't have sold, but are phenomenal. Mm. And I think that's the benefit of it. I think although, you know, at the moment it is a bit of an indie machine and it's spotlighting games which aren't in the AAA space, I think there are plenty of AAA games in Bethesda themselves, you know, like I said, anything Arcane made prior to Deathloop was great, but it didn't sell. And I think them coming out day one on Game Pass will bring so many more players into these really quality, exceptional titles that otherwise wouldn't appeal to mass markets. And I think when those games start happening, it will be a much more quality service, if that makes sense, because it's such a phenomenal deal on the customer side. But like you said, it's kind of being taken advantage of. And I think Microsoft are doing it where they're kind of taking anything just so they can put it on there and say, look at this passive roster of games that we've got on here. And fair enough, some of the quality of them isn't great, but they can say, just look how many we have, though. You pay £10 a month and you have access to any kind of game you would like. And even if half of them are crap, you know, there'll be some good ones in there or you'll find a game that you really like. I mean, Dead by Daylight is a game which <laughs> on an actual mechanical level is kind of shit but it's got that really addictive quality. And if that came out, like Kat said, you know, if it, if it came out on Game Pass, on PlayStation Plus, like Fall Guys did, you build a massive community really quickly. And I think that's what it's there for. But I think it is, unfortunately, particularly from third-party publishers, they're kind of using Game Pass as a way to promote games which aren't very good and are cheap tie-in cash grabs, probably, you know, monetized and live service and all that kind of stuff. So I think for me, the problem is that Game Pass is just a little too ahead of where Microsoft are at with their lineup of really good quality AAA games to, to make it truly worth that promise of, you know, day one, great games. But I think in the next few years, it will come to fruition. Um, they just need that bit of time. But yeah, but I think that was the problem when they announced it is everyone said, well, how are you going to make so much money off your big AAA titles if you're releasing them for a £10 a month subscription? But I think it just shows Microsoft really don't give a shit about the money side of it. They just want to 
get everybody onto their platform and give them as many games as humanly possible, whether they're good or bad. And that naturally comes with a bit of a, a drawback of the quality of that service as well. But yeah, it's it's a complicated one, but um, I totally get your point. And I think at the moment you probably are right with where it's at right now. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. I was a little did that, worried. Did that kind of sum it up okay? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very eloquent. It was just, uh, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, have I gone mad or am I just like, am no, I just saying no. the game passes? No. Game passes shit because it, it just isn't at no, all. No, no, no. It didn't sound like, like that. I was just trying to navigate like what point you were trying to make. Um, hmm. Yeah, but no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think... want I just want I want better third party games on there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because even I was looking yeah. at it as well this week, and I was like, oh, none of those games particularly interest me. And Extraction's the big headliner one, and that looks fucking terrible. So I won't be bothering with that. But then for me, it's more than worth it because there's so many quality titles of Xbox's history I never got to play, which I can just download and play whenever the fuck I want. So yeah, yeah, I think they are relying on that a bit too much at the moment, but I think it will change. Yeah, I mean, once Microsoft's first party lineup starts kicking off and starts oh, coming out, days. like you said, you know, Perfect Dark is going to get straight to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all Even of... Plague Tale 2. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a third party game I can get behind going on Game Pass. Yeah. Happy with I'll that. Too. Yeah, I think those kind of games are the ones that are really going to shine because, yeah. you know, they're the kind of games that would have sold decently, but never like big bucks, you know, make your money. But on Game Pass, because it'll be hosted and Microsoft can you know, up the ante with the advertising and everything else. I think that's where it will really come into its own. Those yeah. games that wouldn't sell, but fully deserve to have loads and loads of players. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, but a new Rainbow Six should sell without Game Pass. Mm. And I I think I think Ubisoft, there wasn't a lot of hype for Extraction. No, no one wanted it. People weren't hyped for it at all. Yeah. Um, And so they went, oh, you know, let it, let it rot on Game Pass. And that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's that's a shame because that's not using the service correctly, I don't think. No, I agree with you. And I think, you know, it's on both parts. You know, the publishers are taking advantage of the fact that they will get some extra players and Microsoft just wants everything on there. So they're not really bothered about the quality of, and whether people actually want it or not. But yeah, and it's another get... one that they can say, oh, look at this. Bit. We've got six more games. Mm, they got an initial payment from Microsoft to have it on Game Pass and that probably makes up for the revenue that they would have got and otherwise, without... Yeah. I mean, who's yeah. that game even really for? Everyone who plays Siege will just play Siege. They're not going to play some shit AI version of Siege. Yeah, exactly. So. But Xbox Game Pass for PC, on the same day that they got Extraction, they got the new, like, Year 6 Rainbow Six Siege season. Yeah. I was like, well, what are they going to play? They're going to... They'll jump into Extraction, they'll check it out and play it for a bit, um, see what it's all about, and then they'll go straight back to Siege, because Siege is an institution at this point. Yeah. And like, you yeah, know, that's it's... the thing. Like when Ubisoft try, they can actually make a really good proper game like For Honor, like Rainbow Six Siege. And they've supported ones that have released not particularly For Honor. well. Fuck yeah. I fucking love For Honor. Don't, don't talk smack about For Honor. Oh, I will. Oh, you will not, sir. Not the in my bloody, company. You will the not. Bl- the bloody controls. Utterly. Oh. Uh, it's controls like absolute piss water. It's disgusting. It, it was not. That game was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, you know what? So was Watch Dogs 2. And nobody bought that. I actually, I actually bought it. I had a platinum day. It was great. Oh, I love. I love, I love Don't you okay, have fine. like five hundred okay. hours in that game, by the way? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Saw it on your thing the other day. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the the bounty hunting missions on What Dogs Two. You could do online. Oh yeah. I got really into people dropping into my game, me chasing them down <laughs> and shooting them in the head. 
to the point the to the point where I was in the top one percent of the world. Fucking hell, that's impressive. Because that's all I did. I beat I beat the campaign. I was like, I'm not done with this shit. I'm having too much fun. And so I jumped into the online stuff and Bouncy just grabbed me completely. I got so addicted to it. it and it was super fun. Yeah, I used to play it for hours. Um, so much so, yeah, top one percent, motherfuckers. Fair play, fair play. Fair claim the fame, that is. Until I didn't play it for like two weeks, then I ended up like way, way down. <laughs> That's the That's problem. It. Once you get to the top, you've got to stay. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't care enough. I'm not getting anything for this, so it's fine. Um, so yeah, thank you for making my point properly. Because I had no idea what I was trying to say, but I knew what I was trying to say, if you get me. I shouldn't be a host of a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> eloquently put so eloquently put let's get into our recommendations uh this is where we find something throughout the week that we want to share with you the listeners of the wonderful thing podcast whether it be a game a book a movie a tv show a funko pop or a pair of shoes what's it going to be this week who knows i'm going to start with cat your recommendation for the week my recommendation of the week is a podcast. It's not a gaming podcast, though. Uh, but it is a podcast. Thank God for that. I know. I used to listen to this podcast when I used to do my makeup before I was not a member and in the car uh, because I used to travel 45, 50 minutes. Uh, but now I need a new podcast because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. How about that? So, <laughs> um, Ain't it funny how things work out? I know. Um, so I, I do wonder why our numbers were down. Yeah. <laughs> it was just me constantly listening to you on loop for us. Like you know, renaming all of my AIs in the house. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so my podcast, my podcast of the week, my um, recommendation of the week is quite probably quite an old recommendation. It's not necessarily a recommendation that needs recommending. It's just something that I've listened to and I really enjoy. And I think Miles caught himself listening to it whilst I was doing my makeup earlier um, and quite enjoyed it. He was laughing along downstairs and that's what I can tell he's eavesdropping. Quentin Tarantino, man. That's not a lot. So the podcast isn't Quentin Tarantino. He was just a guest and this is a podcast called Armchair Expert uh, by Dak Shepard. Um, if you don't know who Dak Shepard is, he is married to the beautiful um, Kristen... That's it. That's what. Do you know what? My flu got the better of me then. I was like, "What is her name?" But I'm obsessed. Holy mother, fucking shirt balls. Well, yeah, holy shirt balls. Why can't you say fork? Uh, Why can't I say fork here? This is the bad place. Do you remember that? Do you remember that twist? Oh my god! (laughs) For all of you who've uh, not seen the good place, that just forget that. Spoilers, um, but also, oh my god, it's been up yeah, for years. Get on watch it. It's it's a great show. Um, and they're so funny together. If you genuinely feel sad, you should watch the Ellen where they're doing the taste test thing because that's so funny. I cried. Anyway, Dax has a um a podcast called Um Armchair But if you know anything about Dax, he's had really quite a hard life. Um, he's been an addict, he's been a sex addict, he's been into drugs, he got into the wrong type of people when he was growing up. He is the opposite of Kristen, and that's why they work so well together. But he, since all of that is very sober he's been very honest about his journey and he's so introspective he is all about reflection and what emotional decisions people make and it's really interesting because he brings on very famous guests he's had Barack Obama he's had Oprah he's had Quentin Tarantino um and yeah he just interviews them but he interviews them about all sorts of stuff um they were literally he was with Kristen as a guest Kristen goes on as a guest sometimes I guess you know when they're having a quiet week or whatever just ropes his wife in um and they were just so funny. You, could, I was just laughing. I must have looked like a crazy person. Just laughing in my car on the motorway. Because not only is it funny, it's very heartwarming. They tell stories about their life. But then there's a really interesting side to it. Like, there's a very interesting side to 
Barack Obama, he essentially tried to accuse Barack Obama, the, you know, the former president of the United States, that he had massive daddy issues. And I was like, oh my God, how is he getting away with this? But it's such an interesting podcast and it's so interesting the types of people he speaks to and the type of questions. I'm halfway through the Russell Brand one, which would be very interesting because if you don't know who Dax is, I would say that he is like the American Russell Brand um, in terms of their life and what they've, they've experienced. They're very, very similar to people. Um, and yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. Uh, it's funny, it's heartwarming, but it's also very um, reflective and uh, yeah, intriguing. And yeah, hmm. yeah. so uh, give it a listen if, uh, you know, obviously after you've listened to this one um, and you're still on your car journey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good recommendation. I think I'll check it out. Thanks. I only know Dak Shepard as... The guy that wasn't Ashton Kutcher in Punked. Oh, see, a lot of people know him from that. And I know him. I used to know him as the guy that isn't the guy from Scrubs. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look so similar. He was not JD from Scrubs. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot he's of not. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, I actually thought he was. Shit. Oh, did you actually? Really? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely thought he was. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, not him. No, you're uh, thinking about Zach Braff. Uh, oh, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't allow yeah. this on the pod if, it was, uh, if we were praising Zach Braff. Why? Oh, fuck Zach Braff. Why? Fuck Zach Braff. Why? Because he's dating Florence Pugh? No, no, no. Florence Pugh can do better and she'll work it out eventually. <laughs> uh, They've been together for a long time now. <laughs> so? <laughs> She's still going to wonder, is she? Okay, fair enough. One day um, she'll wake up and be like, I should have been with Dr. Cox. Fuck this guy. Oh, yeah. He's um, a good egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I w- that is a different podcast. But um, yeah, fuck Zach Braff. Um, thanks, Kat. I will check that out. That sounds good, actually. I do like Dr. Shepard a lot. Um, Miles, your recommendation for the week? Uh, mine is a little bit less real. Mine is The Witcher Season 2. Um, I finally started watching it after like not managing to watch it for like a month or however long it's been out for. And I'm really enjoying Season 2 so far. I watched the first three episodes uh, while I was sick yesterday. Um, even got Kat to start watching it as well. So she's going to have to go back to Season 1 and actually re-watch it properly. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it. I like all the little nods that they're doing towards the games and the books. Um, you know, they're following the source material quite closely, but then also doing their own little bits with some of the narratives. Um, and I've just, yeah, I really enjoyed their little take on it. I think some of it's not quite as on point as I would have liked it to be, but equally... I think it's just made with so much love and care for the original like source material. It's one of the few adaptions that I genuinely really do enjoy watching. And yeah, I just, I think it's really good. It's an easy watch and there's a lot more action. I think the budget's clearly been upped for the second season compared to the first compared to, you know, the fight scenes and the choreography and stuff. Um, so yeah, and it's, it's made me kind of want to go back and play the Witcher three again, which I don't think I have another spare 80 hours of my life to dedicate to playing through it, but can't help myself but be tempted into going back so yeah if you haven't watched the witcher somehow because chances are if you know of it you probably would have wanted to watch it by now um then you should because season two is very very good from what i've watched so far and i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it so yeah that's mine toss a coin to your witcher mc ran and Mega Man made a remix of that what it's absolutely stunning i'll send it to you it's just the best um, oh. Yeah, I haven't started season two yet. Actually, um, is oh, it not. is it full? Is it is it you, you can binge it on Netflix, can't you? Yeah, the whole or is it? There. Okay, cool. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you can like crack on. Something to um, do tonight after the podcast. I suppose. Oh, definitely. What about you, Roscoe? What was yours? Well, mine is also a podcast. Ooh. Um, it's one that you can listen to again after this one and after um, the Jack Shepherd one as well. Whoa! Wait a minute. 
Now, this is completely my fault. Hello, this is Roscoe, by the way, currently in the editing booth, putting together this episode of the Finger Guns podcast. I do hope you're enjoying it. Now, ahead are spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. This is my own stupid fault. I blurted them out, not thinking that there are people in the world that are still yet to see the movie. So if you haven't yet seen the movie, skip to 1 hour 42 on the podcast to get to out this week and you miss all the spoilers. Never fear, you're not going to be ruined by anything. I'm very, very sorry. Don't listen to my recommendation if you haven't yet seen Spider-Man No Way Home because, well, lots of things will be ruined and I'm sorry about that. Okay, thanks, bye! Um, It's called Happy, Sad, Confused by a guy called Josh Horowitz. Now, if you remember early last year when Andrew Garfield was doing the rounds for promoting everything but that one film that he was in, um, they asked him if he was going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. And, of course, he was like, I feel like I'm playing a game of fucking werewolf and I'm not the werewolf. I'm not the werewolf. It was very, it got kind of infamous online about how adamant Andrew Garfield was that he wasn't in Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, the new episode of Happy, Sad, Confused has Andrew Garfield on and he confesses everything. And it's a brilliant, brilliant episode. Um, I know that, um, well, the three of us did a Spider-Man podcast. Uh, which you can listen to now. Please, I hope you've all watched No Way Home by now, by the way, because I'm just spoiling the shit out of it. But yeah, it's a great episode. It's a great insight into how he kept that going, how he got involved in it, how much fun he had. And um, it's well worth a listen if you've seen No Way Home, which it stands at $1.6 billion. Now it's the sixth highest gross movie of all time. So I'm assuming if you're listening to this, that you've bloody seen it. So (laughs) please... Go check it out. It's a great listen. And um, if you're at all intrigued on how the hell Marvel pulled that off, then um, yeah, go and have a listen because it's fantastic. Josh Horowitz, Happy, Sad, Confused. And it's a great podcast in general. There's some great interviewers on there. But um, yeah, the Andrew Garfield one that's been out recently is an absolute banger. So uh, um, make sure you listen to it. Sean's watched it, hasn't he? Because I yes. know that he was... Okay, cool. Because I was... Because I, I, we've, we've had a... <laughs> A few oopsies with spoiling stuff for Sean. And I just remember him tweeting that he hasn't gone to see it yet. And I didn't know if he had. Otherwise, he would be like, guys, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I may cut that out. I may, I may have second thoughts about blurring that out later while I'm editing. But um, okay. yeah, that's all I can really think of. That's all I've been listening to this week. It's been, it's a really entertaining listen. So it's kind of more for you guys, actually, I suppose. Because I know that you've both seen <laughs> So if you're at all interested, go check it out. It's great. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're most welcome. Uh, right then, let's go to Out This Week. And Out This Week, Out This Week, we have the Artful Escape. That Xbox exclusive is now available on PS5 and Switch on January 25. January 25? January 25th. Uh, Cannibal Cuisine is coming to PS4 and PS5 on January 25th as well. Um, I'm looking forward to that. We've got a lot of emails about that, actually. We should, we should check it out. Um, cake Invaders is coming to Switch and Xbox One. If you fancy shooting up a bunch of cake with some lasers, I mean, why the hell wouldn't you? You know what I mean? That sounds awesome. And January 28th, there's not a huge lot out this week, but January 28th sees the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection uh, coming out to PS5. This is the remaster versions of Uncharted 4 of Thieves End and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. If you've bought either of those in the past, you can upgrade to this for £10. So you can get the shiny PS5 versions, all 4K, all super sampling, all super sexy, dual sense features, the lot for 10 quid if you already own one of those games. So yeah, check it out. If you don't, it's 45 pounds, I believe. 
but that's well worth a look. And of course, Cap, calm down. Pokemon Legends Arceus is also out on the same day, January 28th. Yes. And all I've heard from that is that it's fucking incredible. So oh, yeah. yeah. It's gotta be worth it's gotta be worth a go. Well, be worth it. The thing is though, like what happens if I get lost in the Pokemon world? Well, we're gonna have to come catch you, aren't we? <gasps> yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll catch you in a ball and throw you back at Miles. He doesn't own me. No, you know, I'm like that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you can play Pokemon while we're all playing Horizon and you're in Wales. Oh, update. Actually, don't think I'm in Wales. So <gasps> I will be. What? Yeah, I will be here at midnight. Just like the rest of you. <laughs> Plot all your twist. plans have been foiled, but it's not for definite yet. So we, we will see. <laughs> That's a massive update. We've been we've been teasing you about this for months. I know this has only been a new developer, but I'm still not quite sure yet. So I don't I don't want to say for definite and then like have to backtrack and look like an idiot. So we're just sure. keep, just throw it out there a little next bit. Week you're like, actually, I am away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um, that's yeah, a pretty good a big day on January 28th. But uh, elsewhere, it's not looking super exciting. Except, of course, the Artful Escape finally landing on PS4 and Switch. Good times. But until then, that is it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you do like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast-making services. Keep the website nice and shiny. You can follow us absolutely everywhere. Don't forget to go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do. Just follow, find the handles in our description below at FNGRGN. S. But until then, that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. We will be back next week, as ever, with more gaming goodness. But until then, it is goodbye from Miles. See you later. It's goodbye from K to the A to the TKB. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Gun Podcast.